0: You need to check out Kairos Classrooms today. Uh, The price for a single semester is crazy affordable for anyone, so check out the links in the description and use promo code REMNANT to get 10% off Kairos Classrooms. Check out Kairos Classrooms today. Discount code R-E-M-N-A-N-T REMNANT to get 10% off your semester. Hey, everybody. Joshua Lewis here with The Remnant Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are going to be talking about America christian liberties and uh, i'm sorry american liberties and christian prohibitions and how those two things intermingle
1: yes on this wonderful 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 day of independence
0: yes today uh, for those of you who don't know you're watching doctrine and donuts on remnant radio doctrine and donuts takes place every single wednesday from eight o'clock to nine o'clock
1: with me and john or nine o'clock to ten o'clock
0: nine o'clock to ten o'clock so i knew the time frame was yes. off i'm thinking about changing it a little bit earlier
1: sure because of a job opportunity that might open up for yeah me in the next well, couple weeks praise god so we'll be praying for that that would be awesome yeah it would be we'll do it at 6 a.m that's when most people are up reading their bible anyway that's right when that's all when good christians the
0: real christians wake that's up that's right so. so so john i was like let's talk about the book of enoch and nephilim and you were like
1: no america gun control. Yes. Fire. 4th of July. Well, cuz you know today's 4th of July. It is. So, let's let's pick a a shreddingly hot topic on American liberties and the church and yet another area of massive confusion mm-hmm. for Christians and uh and you know what better day to do it than on the day of our freedom of speech to do it. And and when you say hot
0: topic, you you mean both uh, Trigger-wise, mm-hmm. and also <laughs> hot as in the temperature. It's very—it's a warm day, the Fourth of July, typically.
1: Yes, and hot as in, if we get it wrong, we go to hell. Yeah, so, that's you know, that's another hot. That's
0: true. That You could throw in there. so so when we talk about gun control, <laughs> when we talk joke. about being an
1: American. If we get this wrong, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, chances this,
0: are I'm going to get this one wrong because I have a lot of opinions.
1: This is the definitive show. On all truth. If if we <laughs> screw this up, you're in big trouble, and so we're the only ones out there preaching truth, so... So no. we're basically uh, the Pope. Infallible and yeah. in all Infallible, of our ways. yes. No, well, that's all joking. All extra, joking. Extra satire. We know in part, prophesy in part, we don't get it all right, and we probably won't land on the definitive answer today, but... I will tell you, in doing research for this show, mm-hmm. it has caused me to think some things differently. That's good. I like I like it when people think differently. So
0: we are talking about some America. Um, while we're talking about that, let's, let's just talk about America in general. We talk about the kingdom of God, we talk about the kingdoms of this world, uh, we talk about the
1: kingdom of the prince and the power of the heirs. Which one are we a part of, John? What is America? Uh, America is an incredible nation, probably the single greatest bastion of freedom and liberty and democracy on the planet with an incredibly strong ally in uh, Israel and England and other places around the world. But America is not the kingdom of God. And as Americans, we have a loyalty to our nation, but as Christians, we have a higher uh, authority and a higher allegiance and our Citizenship does not in America does not supersede our citizenship in heaven.
0: Okay, so when we are talking about America, and you are born into America, you are an American. Okay. Yes. I um, love you all, but if you
1: live in America,
0: you're an American citizen. President Trump he is your president. Yes.
1: Yes, he is. No way around it. No way around it. If you just like Obama was. Our a, president.
0: Yes. And, and and we want to be clear, for those of you who are watching, we're not pretending to say that we're not conservative. I'm a conservative. Yes. But I'm trying to be unbiased. Yes. Right? Uh, I would not say I am Republican. I definitely wouldn't say that I'm Democrat. Um, I definitely see a lot of valor. In some of the libertarian perspectives and a lot of valor in the conservative, you know, typical conservative Republican perspectives. So those are kind of interesting uh, middle grounds for me. Yeah. Uh, but I look at those because I think that they are the best representative of what the, the country was founded on. And I think people who are looking to be more liberal are looking to reinvent America, which... You know, that's their prerogative. They can do what they want. Uh, But personally, I think the reason we've had 200 years of success up to this point has been because it works. Yes. Um, So let's talk about that a little bit, about religious liberty and how understanding religious liberty, which I think is the crux and the foundation of our country. People would say that we're built on Christian Judeo values. I think that is true to an extent, but there also needs to be room for Christian liberties, right? They say, uh, uh, we'll, we'll tangent too far. Uh, g- give me, give me an under, give me an understanding of, of Christian liberties, but not a theocracy. Uh, does that make sense?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, and I would say that that's one of the things that makes America outstanding in in the world and has been for over 200 years. I think the difference between being in a nation that gives us permission. Gives us liberty, gives us fundamental, and according to the Declaration of Independence, God-given rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. According to the Constitution, under the First Amendment, the freedom of speech. Uh, there's, you know, other areas of of life and and national liberty of you know peaceful assembly and all of those things that we have. One of those is the right to bear arms, which is what we're going to be talking about today. But completely outside of that specific thing, we have the liberty. This nation was founded on the right for anybody to believe anything. Israel, in my opinion, and maybe a few of our other allies, is the only other nation where you can have Christianity, Muslim, Judaism, and anything else you want. All existing, just like here in America. And the problem between a theocracy is you have to believe this way. Right. And in America, it's like we're not going to tell you you can't believe that way. Yeah. And that's really, to me, the fundamental difference. And and part
0: of even what we were, the Puritans were looking to, the Puritans, the pilgrims, these guys were looking for freedoms, and they were looking for freedoms in religious liberty. And they were looking for freedoms in religious liberties from a pseudo-Christian, yes, you know, uh, Roman Catholic um, uh, authoritarian. What, what happens with theocracies or or theonomies, you, you might say? I'm gonna pull over to this camera. Is that uh, we typically moralize everything? Yes. Right. So we're gonna do it this way. Why? because if you don't it's sinful and it and it becomes boom that's it and there's always a consequence there's always a penalty there there the the blurring of the lines between morality and, and legal uh, legal ramp. so so it is it is moral right to get your wife to the hospital when she is pregnant moral absolutely moral there's a law there that says 60 miles an hour right but you're like she's crowning i'm going 70 Period. I'm going 80. I'm going to go as fast as I can safely get my wife to X, Y, and Z. Am I breaking the law? Absolutely I am. Is it moral? Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, it's absolutely moral. Yeah. I might get pulled over by a police officer. Unless they're just an awful human being, why are you going this fast? My wife's
1: crowning. Let me get you there. They're gonna yeah. they're
0: gonna jump in front of me with their lights on, and we're gonna floor it together.
1: And and if it's me, we're having that conversation after I've pulled up to the ER because ER. I didn't stop. <laughs> there you go. You know, and I now have a convoy of police officers following me. Yeah, preparing. Uh, the way for me, and around me, and behind me, <laughs> and we'll settle the issue with my face on the ground and my hands in handcuffs. got to do once she's in the delivery
0: room, right? So, yeah. so, so, uh, making sure that those two things aren't always. um Uh, They're they're not always synonymous, right? Right. And and the reason we don't want to give the government the authority to tell us what is moral and what is immoral is because the second they can do that, they can change their minds, Mm -hmm. right? So the second I say the government can tell me what I can worship, when I can worship, where I can worship, and let's say I'm Christian, and I say, guys, our Christian emperor, our king, our president, whatever, he gets to determine uh, uh, when I worship. I want it to be on a Sunday because that's my Sabbath day or I want it to be on a Saturday or whatever.
1: Remnant radio is my church. So just so you know, (laughs) false, false. Um, (laughs) um,
0: (laughs) uh, um, I'm turning the camera back to me. Um, uh, uh, um, The, uh, the, uh, yeah, so so if we give the government the authority to say when we should worship, what we should worship, how we should worship, they can change their mind and then turn around and say, well, no longer is it really Jesus. It's Jesus and Muhammad. It's Jesus, right. less Jesus, more Buddha. It's right, it's right. this or that, and they can enforce and demand. So the idea of, of freedom and, and liberty is that no one can tell me what to do, right. uh, and that is a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah. And I think when we see um, people in our schools, you know, prohibiting prayer, pro- prohibiting uh, Bible education, prohibiting the Ten Commandments, people get real nervous, like, we're not a Christian nation anymore, and what's happening to this and that? And and we've got to remember, the second we tell people, because right now, Irving, Irving is full of uh, Muslim population. There's yeah. a huge mosque there, Right. right? So if we're just going to go off of what the masses believe, then why can't Islam be taught in our schools? Do you want Islam taught in your schools, John? No. Okay. So so why should we demand if we demand the Bible be taught, then the second that we that that, that leadership changes, if freedom of equality we should yeah. allow anything to be taught.
1: Well and and in freedom of equality I would argue that we should that we should be able to present all views and then trust the Holy Spirit to bring conviction when Christianity views are well. being taught. Yeah. Uh, because in absence of those things we're teaching evolution. Mm-hmm. In absence of those things, we're teaching something. They're 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 not going to not teach something. So I'd rather them teach everything and then trust the individual, the family, the oh, student, yeah. to, to land on what they believe is correct. I think the Bible should be taught as a history book.
0: The Bible I, should be I taught as a, as a book of literature. It's one of the oldest books <clears> in history that's historically accurate and, and philosophically sound. Uh, it should be taught right next to Nietzsche. It should be right, taught right next to the history books. Yeah. It should be taught right next to uh, any any cosmic humanists or philosophy or anything like that because I think it stands above the rest. Um, that, that being said... Once you you give someone absolute power to do either or, they have absolute power to do either or. Exactly. Um, And that's part of our opportunity
1: as Americans is to protect, not Christianity, but to protect liberty. Exactly. And that's where a lot of people argue and they say, you know, how can you let these people who are so anti-Christ have the microphone? And it's like, because I don't want them taking away mine. That's right. So... That's I think the big difference between living in America with the liberty for every voice to be heard so that my voice isn't silenced because the minute I put out there, you know, which is why as a conservative and and listen, like you were saying earlier, there's a lot there's a lot about republicanism and conservatism and things yeah. like that. I, I am not a huge fan of um, and and I'm not categorically throwing out all arguments on the left. Mm-hmm. I think we should be. Responsible. I think we have to steward the planet. I think there's some uh, a lack of uh, care for the poor and the and the underserved. And yeah. and I believe there are some real serious racial issues in America and in the church. And I think it shouldn't. There's there's things that Paul says. The, some of these things that you guys are tolerating shouldn't even be named among you. And so, um, but one of the things that I'm not in favor of is allowing. A group of people to say what I believe and what I, what I believe this book teaches from cover to cover. I mean, I am, I am sold on this book from contents to maps and everything in between. I mean, I am sold on this book and If they come along and they say, well, you can't preach that, that's hate speech. You can't preach that, that makes me, that triggers me. Mm -hmm. You can't preach that. Well, I, I don't want you to be able to tell me that I can't preach that because my American rights of free speech give me permission to live this book and speak this book. But the problem I see in America is that we live this book inconsistently and we speak this book inconsistently. And so the mixed messages that go out, one of them being the topic of today with gun control uh, and gun ownership and, and, you know, blending of nationalism and and faith, um, overblending in my opinion, um, that when when they can shut down, you can't preach homosexuality is a sin. Well, now you're going to jail me for it. Listen, I want you to be able to have the freedom to tell me how full of it you think I am. Oh, yeah. And I, unfortunately, though I don't agree with and categorically reject, want the Satanist and the skinhead and anybody else out there that is preaching this, uh, you know, like, I, I would say, obviously not Satanist, but other other groups um you know, people that protest funerals, all of those things in the name of God, in the name of the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, I could not disagree with you more. I could not want no, to absolutely. resist your message more. But I'm not going to because I value my liberty in this nation as much as I value your liberty. God is a God of free will. He values free will above everything. And, and this is a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. Because they say, you know, how could, a, how could a good God allow such evil? It's not that God allows evil as much as God allows humanity the right to choose evil. And this is,
0: before we even get into the topic of gun to control, this is just a really important, when we talk about freedom of speech, it really is America. Yeah. It really is the the reason uh, we have shed so much blood. It's yeah. the freedom of thought, the freedom of, of speech, um, and, and there are movements in America right now, both on conservative... And, and on liberal sides, where both parties are saying that thought is, is unacceptable. That speech is unacceptable. That should be silenced. It yes, should be quenched. Completely. And, and before my Christian brothers, today I appeal to you, please, no matter how crass, no, no matter how radical, never say you can't say that. You can say that's abominable. You can say that's a really bad idea. Uh, that's foolish all day long. But, but don't say you can't say that because yeah. what, what we use, the, the rights that we affirm, you know, we give a guy power. Uh, what's uh, – you guys watch Star Wars? Big yeah. Star Wars fan. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, in Star Wars, the bad guy plays politics, and he creates problems so that the political spheres will give him more power, yeah. so that he can eventually enforce that power upon everyone.
1: Which is how the Antichrist will manifest.
0: <laughs> so, Star Wars <laughs> is basically an end times outline yes. of the Book of Daniel. Um. <laughs> for those of you who are listening to the podcast me and john both shaked our <laughs> that's <head>. a joke <laughs>
1: no, but there are i realize the, there are types and shadows archetypes yes of things like that
0: sure so, so so we so i look at that and i say there there is something we need to be careful of is giving the government too much power giving a man too much power mm-hmm. giving those kinds of things because we believe in religious freedoms as americans yes that being said Something I am more than an American is I am a Christian. Yes. And when people... How how can you be more Christian than you are more of an American? Um, because the blood that was spilled for me was more effectuate. Yes. <laughs> was more powerful. Yes. was more, were, more, was more, more precious than more, more
1: precious, the blood and, of Jesus and than the blood not, of soldiers. That's not an anti-American... I love my soldiers. ...statement. I yeah. love, 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 love. We Absolutely. love and support our military. Yeah. And God bless you. I have... Family In law enforcement, I have uh, I have, you know, a high level of respect. But that blood that was shed to give me the freedom and the liberty as an American is not sufficient enough to gain me access into eternity. That's right. And that's all we're saying. Yeah. That there's a more precious blood, a more sure blood, a more precious covenant, and because that blood has forgiven me of all of my sin, past, present, and future, as it is confessed and put under the blood yeah. in the future, um, it, it is it is what I am wholly, completely, and totally loyal to. That, that and
0: the fact that the blood has transitioned us out of the kingdom of darkness, which a literal... Kingdom mm-hmm. into the Kingdom of God, so I actually have dual citizenship. Yes, M- my primary citizenship is in heaven, heaven. not here. Um, and I think that that Christians need to view ourselves that way. Yes, that we have a dual citizenship. It's one of the reasons that if America gets destroyed, and I know that, that like that thought just just like it it upsets people to know. Mm-hmm. end I get it, but I will do the gospel here, and I'm going to hunt in Africa. In Yugoslavia, in China, in India, no matter how much the governments of this world hate us, I am going to consistently live the way the Bible prescribes. No matter what the government says, the government doesn't affect me. I'm not of this world. I, I I'm I'm thankful for the liberties that have been given to me. Yes, I'm thankful for America and 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 the way and the means by which I can preach the gospel. The fact that we can have this show today. Yes, you know, um, that testifies to the liberties that we've been given here. So we're thankful for those things. However. Uh, I am not primarily a citizen here, and I think that we, um, we as Christians in America, sometimes confuse American values and Christian values as if uh, they were not mutually exclusive, and, and I believe that they are.
1: I, I would agree with you. Okay, so let's get into gun gun control, man. Uh, what are your uh, what are your thoughts? Um, well, as an American citizen. And we're going to be doing this a lot. There's a couple of things that we're going to be doing this whole show. One is we're going to be making a distinction between being a, a citizen of the United States of America with the constitutional liberties that we have. Listen, and, and well, and I'll, I'll finish that up. I'll follow that up with the thought that I just had as I said that. Um, and we're making a distinction between being an American with, with the constitutional liberties and freedoms that we have as a citizen and what the word of God says as a Christian and which one do we hold to which one is is more important which one trumps the other (laughs) Um, and we're also going to be constantly jumping back and forth taking devil's advocate positions to that's what this show is about it's about punching holes in arguments and thoughts to see does does it float against the word of God does it hold water will will it hold does it America does it America? Good <laughs> mythical morning. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> does it, yeah. does it stand up to the test of this word? Our constitution, as you just said, you know, and, and perish the thought, but our constitution is going to pass away. Yeah. It is going to fade away. It is going to go the way of every other nation that's ever existed on the earth, and it's going to someday, should the Lord tarry. Not be the American Constitution that was founded in 1776 on this great America Day, even if it exists all the way until the time of Christ, it's going to be not eternal. He's going to show up, yeah. and take over. He's going to show up and take over, but his word will never pass away. So, how do we how do we balance those two things? So, we're going to constantly be taking. You'll you'll be listening. You'll be like, wait a minute. The last statement you were pro this, and this statement you're anti this, and. Which is it? And I'm like, I'm jumping on his arguments, and he's going to jump on my arguments. So we'll 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 take it from there. And as you guys are watching, please keep in mind we are trying to upgrade all of our
0: equipment so that we can begin to broadcast on some television networks. We're and already on one staff. network
1: so we don't have well. to switch. <laughs> <laughs> Switching our own program. Yeah.
0: Um, but but man, there are a whole lot of things that we're trying to do. Uh, again, he said hire staff. Primarily, our goal right now is yeah. to upgrade our equipment. This isn't going to me. It's not going to Jeff. We're not yep. spending it on those yep. kinds of things. Our goal is to upgrade our equipment. We've got a, a conference in August coming up, the 818 conference. There's me, Dutch Sheets, Lou Engel. I hate to go in there with cell phones and iPads. I'd really love to have the equipment that we need. Uh, we're probably looking at close to a thousand dollars for everything right now. So please give, give, um, give, give, because that I, will really help us. I've sowed seed us. into this. Yeah. This,
1: this is Josh's baby and and Jeff's baby, but I believe in this so much that that I've personally sowed seed in this. I'm going to continue to personally sow seed into this, and this is something that's really important. You know, as a pastor and as a leader and as a as a frequent guest, but still just a guest. So I don't have any ownership in this statement. I, I'm I'm endorsing this because it's right, because it's true, because this kind of program that's engaging, as it gets traction, as it gets out there, as you like and share, this is really healthy. This is a really good show. It is an honest show. It wrestles with the things that we don't understand. It admits the things that we can't definitively land on. Uh, It's excellent, and it needs to be out there. Uh, There is a lot of crazy stuff that's being called Christian. And a program like this is critical. It's it's a critical need in this season. So I really want to encourage you to give, to sow into this. This is good soil. Your seed will go all around the globe, and it will reach people for the glory of Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. It's all the shameless plugs to say. You can find us on our website at theremnantradio.com. You can give there, uh, or we, uh, we have a couple links on our Facebook page. So, all that to say, gun control, John. Okay,
1: let's, so let's hop on it, man. All right, so I want to uh, share a couple of polls uh, that I ran across in our uh, in in researching for this show. And Christianity Today, in November eighth of two thousand eighteen, um, according to um a two thousand seventeen Pew Research uh, data. Uh, While white evangelicals are more likely than members of other faith groups or the average citizen to own a gun, 41% do. And compare that to 30% 30 of non-evangelical Americans in general. A majority of white evangelicals who own a handgun carry it with them 65% versus 57% of all other gun owners. Uh, Because they view it as a safety precaution, while uh, white evangelicals are more likely to believe most places should allow citizens to carry guns, 46% versus 35% of all other gun owners. Uh, And a very famous, uh, in quoting the article, very famous Pastor Robert Jeffers, just down the street, excellent uh, man of God at First Baptist Church in Dallas, told Fox and Friends that his church members are regularly armed, which makes him feel safer about a potential shooter. Quote, I'd say a quarter to half of our members are concealed carry. They have guns, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, he said. They bring them into church with them. And then another uh, uh, article in Time Magazine of February 21st of 2018 Uh, it, uh, here's one thing that all evangelicals and Christians of every stripe actually hold to be true. Humans are sinful. They cannot stop being sinful. They will always be sinful. And that is why, according to the Christian gospel, the father deploys his son and that son also died to take the rap for sin. If any human could have found a way to live a perfect life, then that sacrifice would not have been necessary. So this is Time Magazine kind of laying out what why uh, why Christians are most Christians are pro gun. Given that, why do so many Christians, particularly uh, those—I'm sorry, let me finish the previous statement. If any human could have found a way to live a perfect life, then that sacrifice would not have been necessary. The sinfulness of all humanity is one of Christianity's foundational beliefs. Given that, why do so many Christians, particularly those on the right, so steadfastly oppose any kind of meaningful gun control? It's true that guns don't kill people on their own. People kill people. But since Christians believe that people cannot be perfect this side of glory, why limit the harm that they are able to commit? Why not limit the harm that that they are able to commit? We can only change one side of the equation, and that's the gun side. So comparing the Christian attitude to guns to the Christian attitude to marriage, it is not the nature of a mammal to be monogamous, yet, church supports marriage. And offer couples counseling, discourage the watching of pornography or the solicitation of prostitutes or secret affairs. So, what this article is basically saying is because we support marriage, and it goes on to talk about other issues of abortion and, and whatnot. So, because we support marriage, we offer uh, roadblocks to having marriages fail in the church. And even my argument that I would come back and say on the kind of the pro gun side of the argument, is even with all the counseling that we provide, divorce is as high in the church as it is in the world. So sanctions or roadblocks aren't fixing the problem. Our numbers aren't going down because we're throwing out there sermons against adultery, uh, don't watch pornography. We have men's recovery groups, women's recovery groups. We have uh, sexual addiction hotlines. We have all kinds of things that the church is providing, and yet it's rampant. It's it's pervasive. So, however, this article is saying there isn't any discussion of limiting access to guns. In fact, according to the Christianity Today review, people are more likely to buy they're guns. more likely to buy guns. They're more they're likely, likely to carry. carry them. They're more likely to have them yeah. for for reasons that they would say of, of self protection. So just to, again, to be a devil's advocate,
0: I would have our audience go look up the statistics of divorce in the church versus at the courthouse or in the world. Mm -hmm. I looked these up recently and there were some extremely skewed P, uh, not Pew research, but there was extremely skewed research done early on in the '90s, and that circulated quite a bit and was extrapolated, and a lot of the numbers were pulled from that. Um, you can actually look at some more recent studies, and I think that there is a dr- drastic, like twenty percent, thirty percent difference between divorce in the church pews versus in the world, um, evangelical, s- distinguished yes. from from the world. I'm always saying that because. I do think the gospel works, and I think oh, that it's evident that there is a, a difference divorce rate in the church than outside of the church.
1: Yeah, but we, we also have a lot of muddy waters, and, and we're not really factoring in the—depending um, depending on who's doing the research, Sure. Yeah, we would absolutely. throw out all churches that would be counted monogamous or not monogamous based on their stance on— Uh, gays in the pulpit uh, ordained or not, you know, whatever, that, that there'd be like a whole segment of society that we would pitch in, in in that claim evangelical padding or yeah, whatever. So, uh, plus you you also have rising statistics. And again, the, you know, I, I agree with Josh. I think the enemy would want to skew this thing as bad as it could to say that Jesus doesn't work. Listen, Jesus works. He's the only thing that works you can search high and low. You can spend all your money. You can go every direction you want to go and you will not ever find life or peace or security or acceptance or identity. You will only find it in Jesus Christ. So I would love, um, for, for the the real statistics, the true statistics sure. to make its way out there. Barner research is a good one. Um, even though they tend to lean heavily on the evangelical side oh, yeah, they tend to be a little more fox newsy in in who they actually poll, um and love fox news um but it's skewed um everyone's everyone's got everyone's agenda. got a bias there's no a,
0: there's no way to, to get around that so okay um as we're talking about get back to gun gun control a little yeah. bit um uh we talk about um uh, what do they call it a deterrent a so so there are there are two primary reasons that a person would hold a gun Okay. Yep. That, that I that I can see constitutionally. The reason well, maybe even three, right? Three. three. So so hunting, mm-hmm. right? Self defense against home invaders, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then the third one, I mean and you can add you can add more to this if you feel like this is not an exhaustive list, as tyrannical government. Because mm-hmm. I think that is why constitutionally the right to bear arms and a well regulated militia is placed within the constitutional bounds is because I would a well-regulated agree. militia is intentionally listed uh, against a potential tyrannical government.
1: Yes, I would completely agree with you. Okay. And and then the only other reason would be a militarily executed battle or, you know, that, that there would be hands in, you know, police officers. Sure. And again, but those all fall under the deterrence of evil. Yeah. You know, now a lot of Christians would disagree that it falls under the banner of resisting evil with an agenda that is to push the empirical or the, you know, democracy to push the American agenda globally because we have interests in oil and whatever. And, and, you know, that, honestly, I think that's, I think we have to stop saying, oh, that's stupid, so I don't want to listen to that. I think, you know, the left needs to open up to hearing some on the right, and the right needs to open up to hearing some on the left, because I think both people really do bring solid biblical arguments yeah. that say, on the one hand, Jesus said, sell your cloak and buy a sword. On the other hand, he said, turn the other cheek. Yeah. And, and those are both true.
0: So let's let's talk about something that's a little close to home when we talk about like school shootings and things like that. Yeah, I know that's something that probably not going to be fun to talk about necessarily. Um, uh, And we don't even necessarily need to bring solutions. We, We could talk about that. But but this is a serious issue in our society. Right. We can talk about, you know, whether rape culture is a thing. We can talk about whether, um, uh, 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 identity politics is a thing. Uh, but, but what is definitely without a question of no one, no one's doubting this school shootings. It's a thing, Mm -hmm. right? So the accessibility to guns, the ability to have access to guns, uh, we're not, we're not, uh, 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 that a person who leaves their guns hanging around that their kids can snatch up and go shoot up a school. Uh, we're not advocating that. We're not advocating that that every toddler because they have a birth certificate gets handed you know a Glock right. uh, or, or, or or a special action or, or whatever you know. Like we're not we're not advocating that the fact that um, you were born an American citizen with no checks and balances with no background checks with you know, you, just, you get handed guns. We're not we're not advocating uh, for for. Uh, all 100%. Even the radical conservative values versus the ra- the radical um, uh, leftist values, we're not we're not going to either extreme. We're right. finding ourselves somewhere in, the, in middle the middle. To say that there is room, first constitutionally in America, um, to, for for the right to bear arms, for me, for those three particular particular reasons that I gave earlier. But as a Christian, um, do I uh, biblically? I would say that we biblically have the right to hunt. Mm-hmm. No question. I don't think it's argued. I don't think anybody would argue it. Uh, conservative. Uh, I, I doubt that that even many um, people on the liberal side, on the leftist side, would even say hunting is something that they would. Yeah, I mean, resist.
1: The, I, I uh, they're now whether or not that's a hidden agenda on the left. Yeah, there's a lot of misinformation they say, and confusion. But yeah. the, I mean, I've heard prominent uh, left leaders say, "I got nothing problem with you hunting. Yeah. I don't think you need to hunt with a with a forty round whatever or a 18 round whatever a fully semi-automatic yeah i don't think you need to (laughs) hunt with that but but yeah nobody wants to tell you you can't hunt so we were
0: talking to my mom the other day about semi-automatic fully automatic she had watched a news article and she had repeated it about an AR 15. And I know AR 15s like the big trigger gun word. Yes. Um, which does not mean assault rifle It functions as a revolver. Yes. I mean, it's, it's really no yes. different in the fact that every time you pull the trigger, another bullet leaves the, right. the chamber. Right. Um, and, and most of these rifles aren't able to, to have a capacity over six rounds. So, so you would actually have more potential to do damage in a school and a whatever with a revolver than you would with an AR 15. Right. Um, that being said, what, yes. it is a hunting rifle.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, you know, but again, they weren't using a six-shooter in Las Vegas. No, they, they weren't. They weren't using a six-shooter in in Florida, at, at whatever that uh, nightclub was. Sure. Uh, they weren't using a six-shooter in the schools, in the well, school and those are... And I go all the way back to Columbine. Sure. You know, so and, and a lot of people that, that are having this argument um, have a lot of ignorance Oh, in what they're talking, that, that about. needs
0: to be the first thing, and that, that's why I talked to my mom about it. it. Is like we we need to we need to have people educated on on what these guns are, what they can do, um, uh, what is what, and and what are we worried about? Like like really, if we're trying to prevent murder, or are we trying to prevent school shootings? Or are we trying to prevent you know, per capita on average, handguns kill more people than hunting rifles. Absolutely, sure, yeah. There was a there was a big shooting in Las Vegas. It was awful, but murders take place. At large with handguns, not yeah. rifles. Yeah. So, so if we're looking at regulations and laws and those kinds of things, target the things that are murdering people. Yes. Um, that being said, um, I'm not trying to advocate that anyone's firearm is taken away. Uh, again, Christian, let's move on to Christianity. Yeah. As a Christian, I, I gave three reasons as an American why we could probably uh, hold a rifle, have a gun, uh, but those are not an exhaustive list. As a Christian, what are reasons for us to
1: Bear arms um i would say tyrannical government i would say a government that wants to come in and take away the liberty the freedom to as an american exercise your faith
0: so if a if a so so let me be clear if america said christianity is illegal you would snatch up a rifle and storm city hall
1: i don't think there's enough of us to do that but if they said all religion Mm-hmm. Of any kind across the board, I think you could join the outrage of other faiths. That I'm going to be the devil's be advocate inclined.
0: here. If it's twelve of you and uh-huh. it's morally just for you to do that, why wouldn't you do that? Uh, well, if you were going to win or not, it's not really a, it's not really I, important. Uh, Is it moral and should you do it?
1: Yeah, but I but it's a big world, and and I have the right, <laughs> and hopefully democracy loving other nations that would say you yeah, before you just throw yourself off Masada because it's better to do that than it is to face the tyranny that's coming at you. Here's a place where you can go and not have to deal with that. If globally we're talking, you know, tribulation days and everything. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that you're going to, I don't see anywhere in the narrative of revelation that we take up arms and go after the Capitol. Uh, or the White House or anything like that. I, I think Jesus says, hey, you better pray that this kind of persecution doesn't hit you in winter because you need to head for the hills. And I hope you're not pregnant. Right. You know, that's what I see Jesus saying. And so, no, I'm not necessarily an advocate. Although I would say I think we're way past 1776 and, and the the short season that followed after that. But I'll give you a perfect example of the Civil War as to why the Second Amendment. Was there? Now it was two armies going against one another, but the vast majority of of the skirmishes and some of the battles were fought with these militia uh, and and these other people that would come up and join on either side. Uh, certainly, in the Revolutionary War, it was the militia that that was a huge part of uh, allowing America to even find its independence, as it was going against an. A nation that had it so outgunned, outmanned, out everything, out mil- military—not even a, a question of a of an ability to match what they were bringing to the table. Um, and I'm not—I'm not a historian, and so I know there's a lot of people that would be like, "Yeah, but you're missing this, 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 and this." No,
0: I got—I got to know though. So, so you're saying if tyrannical government, if America, because we live in America, it's a great example. If they say Christianity. Is illegal. No longer can be worshipped. No longer bury. No longer marry. No longer partake of the sacraments—baptism, communion. We, you cannot do that any longer. Your response is justified to say, "I'm going to go pick up a gun," and because the thing is, if it's justified, it should be encouraged.
1: Period. If it's if if this is an immoral thing I think for there's the government an argu- to do, I think there's an argument for that. Um, nah, I'm out, dude. <laughs> uh, but I would, I personally would be the one. That would go underground and join the the philosophy of our brothers and sisters in China. That's exactly what I would do. I would go. And, I'd go underground and I'd keep preaching the gospel. The Middle East, I would never and stop. anywhere else. The gospel yeah. is persecuted. So I I'm not one. Uh, however, constitutionally, oh no, constitutionally they're wrong. That's where it. That's why that amendment is part of it. As a Christian as a as a believer in Jesus Christ forget you now you know I'm a citizen so it's hard to separate that sometimes no
0: i think that's why we have the right to fight for it now yeah. Right? As an American citizen, yes. we have the yes. right to advocate for it now. To now, is that way, to, now is when we vote. Now is when we pass laws. Involved. Yes. Uh, now is that time. But yes. once it happens.
1: I think you go there, underground.
0: There's something to be said about honoring the, the people placed over authority over you. Because you're like, well, but not everybody that's placed in authority over you. Don't pray for everyone as if they've no. been set up there by God. Yes, you do. Nero was placed by yes, God was. over the church. The church yes, grew, he was the church prayed for him yes. they prayed for his salvation yes. and god either saved him or removed him and that's on god not on yeah. the church and
1: ask daniel and ask joseph yeah. and ask all these people that have throughout history been raised up to high positions in leadership ask moses that was why he murdered the egyptian and and yeah. you know and and I, i've heard people preach that moses was going to bring freedom to israel one dead egyptian at a time That was Moses' plan. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, obviously God had another plan.
0: Okay, so I want to hear you guys vote. I got a lot of people watching the program right now. You guys got to let me know. America says Christianity can't do it here anymore. Do you take up guns and Storm City Hall? Or do you let it happen, go underground and keep preaching the gospel... And allow you and your children to be thrown to lions. So,
1: so both vote of below, us, yeah, yeah, vote below. Vote, but both of us right now check in the go underground column. I'm and in the, the underground the column. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I am too. I don't, I, I don't think you can just
0: stand up and, and go like, because I think there's a biblical precedence for Jesus saying like, look, people are going to come after you. They're going to hate you because you hated me. And and like I was a yes. lamb to the slaughter, yes. You go as a lamb to the slaughter. I will give you words to say in the season. You're going to be brought before kings and, and
1: governments. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's biblical precedence for that. I would completely agree with you. Um, John 15 says, if the world hates you, uh, 15, 18, and 19, it says, if the world hates you, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belonged to it, but you are no longer part of the world. First John says, be in the world, but not of the world. So I choose you. To come out of the world. So because of that, the world hates you. So we're not winning any popularity contests as Christians. That is not the goal. We're not winning any constitutional battles. We lost Roe v. Wade. We lost uh, prayer in school. It's done. Now, do I believe that we can turn around? Yeah. Do I believe that America got it wrong over slavery and the right to vote and women and all of that? Yeah, massively. And guess what? We voted... People into office that changed that situation so i think like we said earlier now is the time to as a christian vote your conscience and be vocal and don't sit back and as don't an american assume as an american yeah vote your conscience as an american vote your liberties yeah. as an american vote people in who who uh align with and again it it know a lot of people may not like this it it's why i supported trump from the standpoint that i don't agree with like a bajillion things in his history and some of the things that he said and some of it but in terms of him i'm not voting jesus into office right. i'm not voting for a theocracy to come to america i'm exercising my liberty and my right as an american citizen who do i believe the the person that the Democrats are putting up, the person that the Republicans are putting up, some third-party candidate that someone's putting up, of all of those people that I have the ability to cast my ballot in favor and support of leading me as a citizen, not as a Christian, not as a pastor— I'm not voting for a pastor. I'm not voting for a pope. I'm not voting for anything as an American citizen other than who is going to lead my nation in a certain direction. And so I'm looking for the person who best fits as much as they can what I believe to be fundamental principles that bring life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And my framework happens to be a biblical framework Mm -hmm. because, like we said way early in the broadcast, Jesus works. The word of God works. And I know this to be true after serving him for 40 years and a whole plethora of church history behind it. Uh, and biblical examples in the word behind it that God's system works, and so I want to bring people in who will, even if they don't necessarily do it, if they're a Cyrus, if they're a a Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar said after the fiery furnace was with, with uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Thank you, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, they they uh, he he shifted the whole religious. Uh, direction. Yeah, He said, their God is the true God. The entire narrative shifted. Yeah. The whole thing shifted. And and they didn't go to f- battle with Nebuchadnezzar. They went to the furnace. And that's, so we've got about, what,
0: 13 minutes left yeah. in the program. So I'm gonna have to pin your feet to the fire. Go. Would Jesus pack? But before, before we ask if Jesus uh, would pack a, uh, a firearm, I've got to let our audience know, everyone that's watching, thank you so much for watching the program. If this is a blessing to you, you shoot us a like, give us a share, uh, help get this content and this message out on this beautiful 4th of July. And if you really, really love the content and want to help us create more content like this and share it with the world, help by donating with us on our website at theremnantradio.com. Everything that is given is going to equipment. Uh, We're trying to upgrade everything. We're we're shooting the show on cell phones and an iPhone. Believe it or not, I'm sorry, Cell phones and an iPad, believe it or not. And we are looking to upgrade our equipment. We got the eight eighteen conference just around the corner. We're we'll going to be interviewing Dutch Sheets, Lou Engel, these guys. So help us do that. Go to our website, theremnantradio.com and give there. John, would Jesus okay. pack would Jesus have a firearm for the sake of self protection, for the sake of no. a tyrannical government?
1: No. No, but I don't believe that because he didn't, I can't. Fair enough. Okay. Jesus didn't wear slacks. Well, not not in that regard. I mean, Jesus said to Peter. So let this, this is the, the two there's a couple of scriptures I want to throw out here, real rapid fire, just so that you have them in your head so that you can go back and research these yourself. So um, on the one hand, we have Jesus saying in Luke 22, Uh, when I sent you out to preach the good news and you did not have money or a traveler's bag or an extra pair of sandals, did you need anything? No, the disciples replied, this is all happening at the last supper. But now he said, take your money and a traveler's bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Boom. Everybody stops there and says, Jesus would pack. But he said, uh, verse 37 for the time has come for this prophecy about me to be fulfilled. He was counted among the rebels. Yes, everything written about me by the prophets will come true. Look, Lord, they replied, we only have two swords among us. And Jesus said, that is enough. So the context, which is the whole point of the show, is to bring the context. You can't just pull out the verse, sell your cloak and buy a sword. Because the reason Jesus was saying, like, guys, if you don't have a sword, go get a sword real quick. Because I'm about to be arrested, and it has to go down in the prophetic narrative that I was counted among the rebels. So,
0: biblically, we can look like militia, but we can't act like it. <laughs> is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> we need to have a firearm <laughs> to scare off the government, I, maybe. but to not actually use against the government? Is that the uh, argument here?
1: Maybe, because when Peter goes to take that sword and cut the head of, of, the, of the servant off, Malchus... Uh, So
0: do you think he was just trying to trim his ear
1: or he was going for the head? He was going for the head. And Malchus is a trained soldier and ducked. And clearly he he was a fisherman. Took his ear. Yeah, clearly. I mean. Yeah, he was trying to fish with dynamite. Yeah. So, so, and Jesus said, no more of this. Now, whether or not that was a pacifistic state and the church has forever been declared as nonviolent, um, I don't know, because Matthew 26, 50, 54, he says, uh, Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him, but one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Now, the sword that Jesus said, Go get, and they said, We have two. Peter had one of them. Uh, put away your sword, Jesus told him, those who... Uh, Use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly. But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Now, so that's on the one hand. Then there's scriptures about the peacemaking and the nonviolence. Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers, which is not a cult. 45. Uh, Matthew <laughs> five thirty eight and 39, you have heard it said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, don't resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek also. But Proverbs says, twenty five twenty six, let the muddied spring Uh, like a muddied spring or a polluted well are the righteous who give way to the wicked. Another way to say that that's historically been, uh, quoted as if, uh, the only thing for evil to prevail is for the righteous to do nothing, for good men to do nothing. Yeah. Um, and that's right in line with Proverbs there. Um, and that's, and that's where when people would ask
0: me, um, Josh, when would you, would you ever be willing to kill someone? Um. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, uh, th- there was a there. Were, this was the illustration given to me in Bible school. I'm apologize if it's crass. It's highly inappropriate, but it, it's what someone asked me. They said, Josh, if you come home, I wasn't married at the time. If you come home and someone was raping your wife, would you would you kill them? Heck, yes, yeah. I would shoot them in the face. Yes. And what would God say on the day of judgment? Well done, my good and faithful <laughs> servant. That's what He would say. Yeah. And I was so confident of that. Yeah. Um, because there's something to be said about defending others. Mm-hmm. I think defending one's self for the sake of the gospel is different than defending yes. others yes. for the sake of God Absolutely. hates the death of the wicked. God, God, there there is an abhorrence in God's heart. There's a justice that, that the government has, has, uh, has given to us to step in and defend the weak and defend those who cannot defend themselves. Amen. If there was someone who's getting mugged, On the side of the road, a woman who's being taken advantage of, X, Y, and Z, if you are a man, whether you have a gun or not, I I ordain you by the power invested in me by Christ Jesus, punch that dude in the face. You know, like like do work, like take care of the weak. That's a good thing to do. That is a godly thing to do. I think Jesus would either have cursed someone blind or laid hands on them in the in the not so biblical sense um, I think that there is biblical room for protecting protection of others I think it gets there, There is some muggy territory when it comes to uh, governments and, and kingdoms and peoples coming after us for the gospel's sake. I agree. And for the suffering of the gospel. What do you do when um, yeah. um, you're being thrown in for alliance? What do you do when uh, the government's coming after your children? What do you do when there, there are some different situations there? Uh, but I think by and large, when it comes to defending the weak, defending the
1: defenseless, there is biblical room that we should step in. I, I would agree with that. And, and I think, though, uh, also uh, alongside of that, and, and the distinction is, you know, am I defending someone who can't defend themselves? That's why I am a strong advocate for the right to life, because the right to life not only is in the Declaration of Independence as an American citizen, mm-hmm. but the right to life is in the scriptures. And so both for me are compatible And they support one another. They don't mutually exclude one another. And so I'm going to go after the right to life. The right to bear arms. That's my right as an American citizen. There's a lot of wiggle room in scripture. Depending on what side of the argument you fall on. As to whether or not a Christian should. Bear arms as an American citizen. Even though we have the right to bear arms. So one's a constitutional liberty. Mm -hmm. That may or may not be. uh, Fully supported. Strongly in scripture. The other is a no brainer issue. Jesus said, I set before you life and death, choose life. Jesus said, I've knit you together. And before you were born, I knew you, um, life begins at conception. This this is, these are all biblical evidences that are now also compatible with a constitutional, uh, and, and, uh, declaration of independence. that says the God given rights for, for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So I believe, um, like Kennedy said, um, your rights stop where my nose begins. Mm hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, Jesus said, "Turn the other cheek." So, can I? Yes. Should I? I don't know. It's it's a it's a momentary thing. I I would be the guy that steps in and defends. I would be the guy that that ends the life of the rapist. Uh, I would be the guy that that is for the biblical justice that we talked yeah. about pre-show in in the theocracy of things to say. You know, there'd be a whole lot less uh, rapes and murders if there were some televised executions. Um, <laughs> I I. I, I play with that i dance yeah. with that like you yeah. do um so uh, you know but then again it's, you, it's you have not to, to say that,
0: that we want those things or that we like yeah. those things it's just to say uh, what takes place in the mind of um uh you know we, we hate rape culture we hate it right we hate rape um and, and people are advocating for rape culture so let's let's just come into agreement let's take care of people who are rapists and let's uh let's I don't want to say televise it, but biblically, the reason that there was a a city-wide stoning um, was so that people would know. People would, hey, look, this is what happened. This is the sin that was committed. Little Johnny, are you going to grow up wanting to rape people? Mm -hmm. No, you're not. Because when you were six, you saw... There wasn't tons of stonings in the Bible. Right. There wasn't, like, every day a stoning. It wasn't a giant witch hunt. Right. It was, we did one, and everyone remembered. And then... Fifty years later, there was someone who had the guts to do it again, yeah. and didn't happen after that. Right. Um, so, so when we were talking about it on the show, we weren't even saying we should bring this back. We were just saying, man, God knew what He was doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, that's exactly. that's
0: what we said. So, exactly. so uh, for those of you who are still watching the program, uh, really want to encourage you as a Christian, have a firearm for protection. Have a firearm for as an American. As an American, have have a, have a have a have a firearm for for protection for hunting. Love it, absolutely for it. As a uh, as an American citizen. You have a lot of liberties. You know, you have liberties uh, for tyrannical government, for hunting, for self-defense, uh, and of those things, we would encourage Christians to do two of those th- three things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we've got we got a countdown here. I've got like a uh, um,
1: two minutes and thirty seconds, John. Okay. What are your closing thoughts? Closing thoughts are when it comes to the gospel, Jesus said. Brother's going to betray, betray brother in Matthew 10, and you're going to be put to death. Uh, in um, Revelation, uh, it says they overcame, uh, Revelation twelve eleven says, They overcame him, the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives even unto death. Isaiah 2, 4 says, The Lord will mediate between the nations and will settle international disputes. They'll hammer their swords into plowshares, and they will remember war no more. So there there are evidences on both sides. But we have to, as Christians, we have to, have to separate the word of God and our Christian citizenship and our Christian loyalties to the kingdom of God from our nationalism as American citizens and not say, because we're American, because we're conservative, because we're white, we are Christian. There's a ton of people that do that. Yeah. I'm a Christian because I live in America. No, you're not. You're a Christian because you put your faith in Jesus, and there's some things in the Bible that you can't do as an American citizen.
0: And as Christians, just be careful of preaching fear. As Christians, be careful of not saying the government's out to get us. Be careful of of constantly propagating to your congregation, to your family members, that the time is short, that we're worried. We are people of faith. We are people who conquer. We are people who win. And uh, we believe the gospel works. We believe that people who are sick get healed. People who are lost get saved. Yes. We believe that the blood of Jesus is sufficient. Yes. And I think that we need to get out of this fear mentality of we're going to keep losing and things are going to keep getting worse. I will tell you that the Bible says, then the last day the chaff will, will grow absolutely, but so will the wheat. And, and, uh, I love what John said the other day, the chaff will get chaffier and the wheat will get wheatier mm-hmm. and, and we will look more like Jesus than we have ever looked like Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it is, a, it is a firm belief to me that Jesus is coming back from a holy and a spotless bride and He is not coming back for a bride that's less pure than the one he left. Amen. And, uh, 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 I would like to end the show with a, uh, commensurary donut i don't know so so have a donut john Um, we love you guys celebratory i love that word Uh, you guys come back next week for doctrine and donuts uh monday not mondays wednesdays from 9 to 10 every wednesday 9 a.m to 10 a.m central standard time uh you can watch our other shows uh lunchtime theologians uh mondays from noon to one and our evening show which is an interview style it goes from eight thirty to nine thirty every Monday night, all times Central Standard. We love you guys. Stay tuned. Watch us on uh, Facebook, YouTube. Watch us on uh, uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. We're everywhere. If you want to give to the ministry, go to TheRemnantRadio.com, dot Yes, and give
1: there. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Be blessed. It's guys. All good. Yeah. And listen. Last thought, because it's Fourth of July. Oh yeah. As Christians, it's not God bless America. It's America. Bless God. Want to thank
0: Kairos Classrooms for sponsoring this episode of Remnant Radio. And if you're out there,